avizandum. In Scots law, this term describes the careful consideration given by the judge before an important decision. Join me each week as we explore various topics from a spiritual perspective and take matters avizandum. Did you get an opportunity to see the coronation of King Charles III? I confess I didn't watch it live as I was giving the commencement address at Southern Evangelical Seminary on Saturday morning. But I did watch some reviews. The last British coronation was in 1953 when Queen Elizabeth II was crowned. So the coronation of King Charles was quite an event in the United Kingdom and it was broadcast throughout the world. All of the pomp, splendour and ceremony of the British royalty was displayed. The crown jewels, the gold, the carriages, the military regiments, the finery, and, in my view, my Scottish view, the ridiculous dress of the Church of England clergy was there for all to see. To say it was a bit expensive is the understatement of the year. Some reckon it will cost the British taxpayer north of $125 million. Under the throne was the ancient stone of destiny, which normally has its resting place in Edinburgh Castle in Scotland. If you visit Edinburgh, you must go to the castle. You'll see the crown jewels and the stone of destiny. I've seen the stone several times. We Scots claim it as it was originally used at the coronation of the Scottish kings. Legend has it that the stone was the pillow at Bethel on which Jacob slept. That's Genesis 28. Now, that does take a bit of believing. His Majesty, King Charles III, was also anointed as head of the Church of England. He's now the defender of the faith of the Church of England. That title goes back to the first head of the Church of England, namely Henry VIII, who is not known for his spirituality, but for his many wives. It's difficult for Americans to understand that a king would be the head of the church, but there you have it. Years ago, Charles said he would be the defender of faith rather than the defender of the faith. The change is not insignificant. Charles may not have the strong convictions regarding the Christian faith as his mother, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II had. Now, in the United Kingdom, there are many who are anti-royalty, the Republicans. They think that the modern world is not the place for kings and royalty. In their view, it seems undemocratic, a tremendous waste of money, as well as providing a lot of gossip for the tabloids. While Queen Elizabeth II hardly put a foot wrong during her long reign, that can be said for her children. Three of her four children are divorced. And there have been many scandals surrounding Charles and his brother Andrew. Being raised a prince in no way eradicates the sinfulness of the human heart. The Apostle Paul got it right when he said, All have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. That includes kings, princes, princesses, presidents, you and me. As a native Scot, it's a bit surprising that many Americans have a tremendous interest in the royal family. One could ask, who really cares what Harry and Meghan do? Why all of the interest in every moment and movement of the royal family? For all of the criticisms which can be leveled against the coronation and the royal family, it does remind us that there are events in our lives and in our nation which do cause us to pause. 
Such events as a coronation may act as a kind of social glue for the country, a sense of bonding. Americans watch the inauguration of a president with great interest. These events may create a sense of belonging, even a sense of comfort of belonging to this nation. In a dreary world, there is an argument that such events, which may appear to be over the top, are enjoyed by many. Undoubtedly, the coronation is a grandiose occasion, but it's also a reminder that no sovereign rules forever. Kingdoms rise, kingdoms fall. King Charles III, who is, I think, almost 75, will die within the next 25 years. The nation will then go through a similar procedure when his son William is crowned king. But followers of Jesus Christ rejoice that our king, King Jesus, will reign forever. His throne will never come to an end. One day, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. We also very much value that in the United States, there is a separation between the government and the church. In 1596, Andrew Melville in Scotland took a stand against King James VI of Scotland, who was to become James I of England, the King James of the King James Bible. King James asserted that the crown was supreme over the church. Andrew Melville, a great scholar and a godly man, believing that James was seeking to usurp the authority of God, said to King James, Sir, we will always humbly reverence your majesty in public. But since we have this occasion to be with your majesty in private, we must discharge our duty or else be traitors both to Christ and to you. Therefore, sir, at diverse times I have told you, so now again I must tell you, there are two kings and two kingdoms in Scotland. There is King James, the Lord of the Commonwealth, and there is Christ Jesus, the King of the Church, whose subject King James VI is, and of whose kingdom he is not a king, nor a lord, nor a head. We will yield to you your place and give you all due obedience. But again, I say, you are not the head of the church. You cannot give us that eternal life that we seek for even in this world, and you cannot deprive us of it. What a tremendous statement regarding the separation of the king from the church. So while we're told in Scripture to honor those in authority, we readily acknowledge that we have a higher allegiance and ought to obey God rather than man. The kingdoms of this world rise and fall. But I praise God that in His grace, I'm part of that kingdom of Christ and of God, which shall never end. Avizandam. You're listening to the weekly Avizandum podcast from The Verdict, featuring Pastor John Monroe. John is senior pastor at Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Listen to John's daily program, The Verdict, on broadcast radio or major podcast platforms. For more information about The Verdict ministry, visit us online at calvarychurch.com slash theverdict.